Today, we have a very interesting episode for you. We've invited Anthony Wall. He goes by Tony. So Tony Wall of the Noesis Project. And he's written a book called The Human Injury. Every day we face failures, we face frustrations, and we don't know exactly why it is we find it so easy to come across a scenario where we feel this way and are down and hard on ourselves and why we look at the world around us and, and, and the way things are going and the doom and gloom that we see on social media. We're operating against so many years of evolution. But one person that does have these facts is Tony Wall. And our interview really goes in, in no uncertain terms, to drive these points home. So without further ado, Tony Wall of the Noesis Project. Okay, we have a treat for you today. This is going to be an expansive conversation, I can already tell. We've got Tony Wall here from Noesis. How are you? I'm well, thank you, Phil. How are you? I'm doing good, man. And I'm very curious to see where this is going to go because you and I just had a brief chat before we hit record, and I already see how expansive the level of thinking you're bringing to this conversation is going to be. So I'd like to kick it off with an icebreaker and let's sort of just explore something because you have such an interesting career path uh, to say the least, right? I mean, you start off in, you know, in security and you move over into wealth management and somewhere along the way, this very interesting, what you call life's work, uh, noesis comes into the picture. Can you sort of just give the listener a taste of the personal journey that you've had. Yes, um, the what we're, what I'm doing now is a great. First of all, it's a great pleasure, a great privilege. I came out of retirement to do this, which means that these ideas have been rattling around my head literally for, you know, I would say uh, decades. In fact, if you chatted with me in college and we moved toward the human condition, you'd probably hear the same type of ideas. Um, so, uh, you know, I went to a liberal arts college, Lake Forest College in, in uh, Chicago. Um, and, you know, in the, in, the, in the 70s, it was ridiculously liberal. The liberal arts were just really drew me toward philosophy, which I just occurs naturally for me. Uh, and, and that was philosophy. So I really, really was drawn to it. But I noticed a, con a concern, and that is that all of the schools of philosophy, currently in the world today, um, I could list all 10 of them. And I, there is a video on our website about the fact that philosophical thought is missing action and, and that only actionable human beings can pursue greatness. So I explained that there are these 10 huge schools of philosophy and then when we're all done taking it all in, now what? Um, if we don't act, then all of our schools of philosophy are unfortunately reduced to being a quantifier of human lip service, if I may be so bold. And, and I want to address any philosopher out there. I mean no disrespect whatsoever. Um, philosophical thought, I could discuss all the everything from existentialism to nihilism to absurdism, we can discuss all of it. At the end of the day, human beings in achieving sustainability must become actionable. So I put together this group in 2018. We are here to do something no less than this, to 
uh, we are here to build a consortium of global empathic thinkers. We are here to unite all human beings on Earth under the forming banner of species self-preservation. Um, can we unite politically? No, no, no. Uh, can we unite religiously? Oh my goodness, no. Can we unite culturally? No, we're not ready for any of that. We can't uncouple from the fact that we are organized into 202 countries. We can deduce that that fact is secondary in nature. We can deduce the oneness of humanity. We all come from the same place. Um, so this is an actionable group, 501c3. We're going to go global, or the whole idea suffers, if you will. All humans come from the same place. We must unite all humans under the banner of species self-preservation because the mortality of our species is visible on the horizon. And when that is no longer a uh, an outrageous claim, I think that this effort is now. I'm 100% behind what it is that you're talking about. As I've slowly become uh, more aware of what Noesis is actually trying to do. And before we dive further into there, because I feel it's going to open this conversation up, let's talk about the book you've recently written, uh, The Human Injury. It was, it's a bestseller now. I, is Noesis, because if I remember correctly, from my research, people have tried to convince you to 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 publish and do this long before, and you decided first. And correct me if I'm wrong. To actually start Noesis first, and then publish, if if I'm understanding correctly. That is correct, and uh, you, you're one of the first people that has um, actually come out with that before I had to actually bring it up. Um, so so good work by you. Um, this group was formed in 2018. Um, it was formed a year, more than a year before the pandemic. So I can say that, at least I can say that Noesis was formed before the pandemic, which means that this is not a cottage industry that springs from the fact that COVID put us in touch with our mortality. Yeah. Um, the timing was, was interesting, but, but I can't take credit for that. It just so happened. Uh, but human beings... Uh, when I say something like this, and it doesn't outrage anybody, and that means it, and what I mean by that is human beings are not sustainable. We are not a sustainable feature. Uh, we are not a sustainable uh, species in our present iteration. Uh, we don't do theory here. We are fact-based here. We will risk only what is deductive on its worst day. Um, and because we'll be out of business real fast if we come out here with any kind of nonsense um, and something we cannot point directly to, to demonstrate it. Human beings are out, no longer enjoy the luxury of theory. Right? We need straight answers. Um, so what we do here is two-tiered. Number one, we examine the immensity of evolutionary influence upon modern behavior. Every single human being on earth right now uh, had 100,000 generations of previous human beings encoded into their DNA before we all arrived in our mother's arms. Um, we didn't pop into existence. Uh, that's again, that is a fact. So this idea that we're born with a 
blank slate just flew out the window. Uh, in fact, we are uh, we are essentially owned. I'm going to go out and let me hear it. We are owned by the immensity of our own existence, our own past, if you will. Uh, 100,000 generations of impulses and compulsions that we sent to the basement. Uh, I've got bad news. They didn't go anywhere. Okay, They're, They linger there and they want out. These are the decidedly darker sides of humanity. The idea that we could put a cork on them is preposterous. And I will go further and say that these wrecking ball compulsions that are still alive inside all human beings are not only notably there, they're making the rules. We had no choice but to become what we became because of uh, very, very uh, of, of things that we can now see with crystal clarity. And that was in the evolutionary timeline of our species, which 50 years ago was some matter of conjecture, but which today is uh, as clear as or as vibrant as the Las Vegas Strip. <laughs> I use that. I use that because we don't need to see what they did there. We don't need to gamble with our future, anyway, do we? We can know who we are for the first time, um, and we'd be better. So that's what we do. The idea that what's happening to human beings was the only thing available to us because of a crossover period that is now very viewable. When we settle down into larger and larger populations, the stationary human being went on to fail. The failures were catastrophic. They were immediate. And they were in fact, the breakdowns would in fact show precise patterns of socio-mathematical uh, breakdown. We have no choice but to break down until we understand what happened to us. There's a thread I want to pull on there because I, th I think it's important to highlight this idea of the stationary human, right? Because it's not, you're not literally saying stationary in, in its most literal sense. There's something you're getting at with that. Uh, and yeah. that, that, that includes <clears throat> this umbrella idea of the human injury, which you've already elaborated is this thing that was, uh, thrust upon us over over years and years of evolution. So can you sort of elaborate, if you will, a little on this idea of the stationary human and how that is part of that impact? Well, I want to, I want to say, first of all, what a terrific question it is. And, and we hear this all the time. Gee, what a great question. But no, it really truly is. Um, stationary, we think of standing still. No, what I refer to as stationary cultures. It was 30,000 years ago, uh, evolving humans crossed over the Bering Strait land bridge. This is between what is now Northeast Russia and what is now Alaska. We then spread east and south, and we arrived at every corner of the world about 15,000 years ago. Um, because our migratory journey was now over, there was no place to migrate to where there was only one logical choice for us. And that was to organize ourselves into much larger and larger and larger population. There are, there were a couple of ma major concerns and that is that encoded into our DNA, we are creatures born to run, born to 
help what is helpless, born to collaborate or die. Okay, that's 150,000 generations encoded into our DNA, ran afoul of a completely random uh, evolutionary event. Where was there to go? We had an agricultural awakening. We domesticated beasts of burden. We domesticated dogs whose pesky dispositions were perfect for the job of managing our beasts of burden. We had an agricultural awakening. And then a not so funny thing happened. Uh, our larger populations began to uh, organize themselves into greater and lesser beings. One biological concern is that human beings are like and equal. Um, and so to be clear, the stationary cultures logically defaulted to acquisitive behavior. The prime directive was changed. Acqu uh, collaborate or die became acquire or die. So acquisition, self-interest, and collaborate or die would certainly repel. Um, 200 generations into that, 200 generations times 50 years is 10,000 years. We've got a hundred, we've got five million years of collaborative wandering DNA calling to us. Where we've two things are true. We are failing because the DNA blueprint for our success as stationary cultures doesn't exist. So now all of the blame that we've assigned to entire to everybody all day is suddenly revealed to be an economic model and nothing more because blame is a threat to the human mind. So what we did was unwittingly, it was nobody's fault. It's just one, the blame has to stop. Uh, we monetized our executioner. Um, we began to squabble. Uh, lesser beings would not tolerate le any lesser station assigned to them. Uh, they would go on to escape that reality into eternity. And I, they have my 100%, uh, I encourage them to do so. Anybody uh, who's a lesser being will rebel reflexively, not by choice. We don't know how to be lesser. And so that, uh, that brought resentment into the human experience for the first time uh, when a greater being de deluded itself to be greater and when a lesser being said, under no circumstances will I be lesser. Um, <clears throat> we're now calling the wealthy the concern. No, no, no. It has always been the instant rebellion of lesser beings that collapses all stationary cultures. Um, there have been 50 empires on this planet. All 50 are gone. The scoreboard reads this. Um, acquire or die, zero. And perpetual conflict, 50. We are now, uh, we are now attempting to control um, climate change, uh, pandemic, nuclear, and also AI 
disruptive technologies. Um, again, another inconvenient fact must intrude here. None of those things ever killed a human empire, ever, not, not one. All of them had only two words on each tombstone, perpetual conflict. Conflict is unnatural to humans. Other than the defensive gifts that all living things have. No human being on this planet has a natural enemy. And yet here we are positioned at one another's throats. We plan for a future as if there is one. So there it is right there. Human beings have no possibility whatsoever to achieve sustainability in their current iteration, but not because of anything we did, rather something we've yet to see. And that is that we are injured. Right? We are acting unnaturally relative to 150,000 generations that will not be pushed aside. It's certainly no mystery when we look at, uh, we don't look at television anymore. Uh, by and large, we look at social media and social media continues to, continues to confirm the fact that what we're looking at is a failing plan, a failing strategy. And yet, capitalism, and you and I kind of touched on this before we hit record here, capitalism or entrepreneurialism or the, 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 the dynamic force of creating value is still the only way out. Um, it, it, capitalism is the only choice for a free species. Uh, sentient creatures must be free, period. The only thing that makes us free is capitalism. However, we lack the evolutionary blueprint to negotiate our well a shock to our well-oiled uh, biological needs to collaborate. Self-interest and collaboration, in fact, repel. Um, and uh, we are essentially asking the impossible of ourselves. Uh, we are acting unnaturally, in fact. There are about 10 million species on this planet. 150 of them will be selected today for extinction for the crime of acting naturally. Let me be clear. Think of a dog shaking water off. That's how quickly this planet will shake us off for our unnatural behavior. Because unnatural behavior cannot persist in nature in any way, shape, or form. So this isn't about Mr. Wall running around a stage uh, uh, having conversations about uh, about human extinction. No. There's something way, way more insidious that, that, that we're here to address, and that is commitment to extinction. Commitment. Commitment is the mathematical point past which we cannot recover. Okay? Should we commit to an irreversible reality, we can tell ourselves any lie we want. The idea that we'll figure it out, the idea that this could never happen to us. Commitment means that we've clocked out. Leaving the building will be a hell so unimaginable for our children and for their unborn. I will not sit still for one more second to watch what is easily and may very well be the most remarkable and unique creature in the galaxy to bring itself to a place from which it cannot extract itself, having committed no crime whatsoever.
what is the path forward? And this is where people start to look for your leadership or the leadership of what Noesis is trying to set forward. Thank you. Keep asking. Uh, rather than, oh, don't ask me that anymore. I want to, I want to listen to this. Keep asking me that. Okay. Um, take me to task. The more you know, the better, right? For now, Noesis is a stranger. And we humans are not comfortable with strangers. So the more you know, the better, and the more questions you ask. Now, we cannot disturb anything in the present moment. We ask for no capitulation of any kind politically, culturally, religiously. We can't do that. In fact, Noesis has a really great idea. Hold fast to your beliefs. Hold fast to them. Who are we to ask anybody to give up their cherished beliefs? Our belief systems allow all of us to reach the finish line of our lives. But I've got a terrific idea. Tell me what you think. Let's stay alive in order to build upon our beliefs. Our beliefs will not save our species. Actionable humans are capable of greatness. We were told by the New York Times that human beings were one to 10 million years away from flight. The Wright brothers took flight two months and eight days later. Um, this idea about like, you know, we're not going to make it and we're just going to lay back and wait for whatever come up and no, not again, not while I breathe. I'm not going to watch it anymore. I see my children. They, they beyond the front door, they sense the meat grinder that's waiting for them. This is not, these are battles we were never meant to fight. Um, we are misinterpreting our environment every single day. We are answering others in highly misaligned fashion. All of this is knowable. It's scientific. It is socio-mathematical. It is not situational in any way. Human beings do not fail by their situations. They fail by socio-mathematical constants that were put in place. When a crossover event happened to us, when we be left our collaborative longings and took up acquisitive meritocracy, unnatural hierarchies, we traversed this globe over the course of 100,000 generations with natural hierarchies. We were a smashing success when we arrived to every corner of this globe 15,000 years ago. A smashing success. When we organized ourselves into larger and larger populations, we broke down fast, immediately, all right? The starting gun kills the stationary horse. Reversing this is going to require each individual and all large groups because there are two different animals, right? Um, this is something we didn't get a chance to address. Uh, but you don't have to look far. You can think to any time you've ever gone to a concert, a movie, anywhere where a large populace exists. People behave differently than they would one-on-one -on -one and how the individual purports to, to want to carry themselves with respect and what have you. Then the minute you get into large groups and all in one place, behavior starts to change. And I want to hold that idea while we're talking about the the driving force, at least as I understand it, with the human injury is day in and day out, we're hard on ourselves for the way we respond to our everyday environment. 
oh, this happened. I'm in traffic or, oh, this other thing. And we're constantly facing issues that we assign blame to all the while leaving out the thought of how we're hotwired, how we're programmed to, to continue to move forward, if I'm understanding correctly. And, and one of the most important things that people can walk away with uh, from what I'm understanding in our conversation here is number one, before you decide to blame anything other than this biological evolution that, that we carry with us, all of us, this baggage, let's take a moment yeah. to really acknowledge that. And from there, start to ask yourself, as you said, the solution is to ask better questions, is to start to ask yourself, well, what, knowing that, what is it that I can do with what I've been given as an individual and talents and strengths to move forward, knowing that that is what I'm working against? Is this accurate? Yes, it is. Um, I, I, this is where I get to, to nail this down. I want to explain something. Human beings will human beings will back out of what we what we've become we will back out of it or we will perish period um never mind what i say only what i can show 50 stationary empires are deader than julius caesar right and they, all of them broke down in with precision that is absolutely stunning it occurred to me long ago, macro human behavior, you touched on it earlier. The, uh, the behavior of any one individual is utterly unpredictable. The behavior of large groups is 100% predictable, 100%. I don't care if it's a greasy spoon restaurant back in a kitchen or a Fortune 500 uh, uh, you know, boardroom, you are going to have the dynamics of lesser and greater creatures in working on one another and it's dead on its feet right as i speak show me any human dynamic where a lesser human being is i will show you the breakdown of that dynamic dynamic and it will make two plus two equals four look like an amateur precision of any kind denotes a socio-mathematical constant consider a diseased liver Consider that. Once a healthy liver reaches a cirrhotic state, it has committed itself to its own extinction. It will destroy its host. Furthermore, its breakdown will proceed along a line that is frightening in its efficiency. Okay? That's what happened to us. Something happened to us that injured us, made us act unnaturally and what and here's what brutal socio-mathematics looks like number one we are acting unnaturally number two unnatural behavior kills number three we are inarguably dying we are here to stop human degradation we are here to arrest it to talk it off the ledge, to talk about this. Come on in off the ledge, give up nothing. Wait a minute, you want us to give up money? No, 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 give up nothing. Let's understand the idea that when we select ourselves for extinction, it'll only be knowable in retrospect. Okay, I'm not gonna allow my children and their unborn to be, to, to, 
leave the building that I clogged out of. Okay? This doesn't have to happen. For the first time, we can know who we are. We're the only generation that has actual hindsight. How we got here. We don't know how we got here. We don't know how we're leaving. Well, we know how we got here. One out of two ain't bad, Phil. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I know that this is like, whoa, it's like a tsunami. Oh, my gosh. Actually, there's a simplicity here. We are not alarmists in any way whatsoever. So the human injury explains how all this happened to us. We are injured, frightened, lost, and dying creatures. Yeah. No, there's, there's really only two things left in this wonderful conversation to do. One of those would be to ask uh, where where people can connect with you, uh, where, what your call to action for them is uh, based on this conversation. And, and then the one after will be, what is the new migration? Which is the question that's begging to be said at the heart of this conversation. So why don't you go ahead and lay it down on us? Well, let me ask you, let me, let me answer the, the, the big question first. Uh, remember I said greater and lesser beings? Yeah. Uh, when anything goes awry, we must bring both extremes back toward the mean. This means that the greater being will, 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 will dispose of that illusion forever. And anyone called a greater being will become a necessary being. Or again, again this, we know where this is all going. Sociomathematics is brutal in its efficiency. The idea that we're going to tumble end over end and figure it out, absolutely. I just want to stop any of this and stop with this. We're not going to figure anything out. Um, so we are at noesisproject.com. I wrote the, the human injury to encapsulate everything that happened to us. Rather, there's no theory in this book. If anybody finds theory, don't let me know. Theory puts me out of business, and it should. Um, we can know who we are for the first time. I'm going to make this, um, I, I, wanna, I can't amplify this enough. We are the first uh, generation of human beings that can define ourselves. The first. Tell me how 50 lost empires were ever, ever stable for one second, having no knowledge whatsoever of where they came from. Zero chance of stability. They never, they were dead on their feet. They never knew it. We, right now, are dead on our feet, sir. Unless we bring what is now available to us to bear. And that's what we're here to do. We are here to stop human degradation and go from there. Right. Um, the drama is uh, considerable. I get it. But I am a very, very serious man. I intend to do exactly what I say. This is awesome. So where can people, I'm, I'm presuming the book is available on all online stores? Yeah, um, I, I want to make it, I want to say it again. Thank you very much for giving me so much time. I know that, you know, your shows aren't as, aren't as uh, long as this, so I, I really appreciate it. The Human Injury, um, look, I, it took me four years to, to, to do this book. Why? Because I didn't want to do a book. I wanted to make an actionable uh, vehicle, which we now have. So it's not like the human injury encapsulate what we did, what happened to us. 
I just uh, created the Audible version. Uh, it's me reading my own books. So the, all the inflections are good. Um, find out what happened to us. And if you can come back to me and say, I can put you out of business, I will thank you in advance. Most people say, no, you can't. I say, thank you. Who wants to be right? I came out of retirement <laughs> to do this. <laughs> Who wants to be right about this? Yeah. Um, so I, I came out by saying, like, look, we're not going to make it out of this unless we understand it. So let's get busy. Right on. Human history is if you would buy it, read it, you'll know exactly what's going on and you'll never unsee it. I already um, can't unsee this. And noesis.com is the, the other call to action there. People actually, noesisproject.com, that is our ample website. Ample. Uh, there are 50 videos on it. Every single one of them makes and defends an argument. We do not do theory. Um, we talk about normalization, the idea that we've normalized every calamity around us so we can mm -hmm. sleep. Yeah. Okay, so th this this mountain of normalization is going to crash on us. We can't, we've normalized every calamity. At, at some point, it's going to give. Uh, again, it's a mathematical thing. Uh, putting 30 pounds of anything into a 10-pound sack, we don't have to get together and figure out what's going to happen here, do we? It's right in front of us, Phil. This is a timely discussion, without a doubt. Without um, a doubt. I want to I end by saying that I have been very purposefully brutal in my descriptions during this time. I must say that this has been purposeful. Um, when what's in front of us will not respond to coaxing, a sledgehammer is the only choice. We're not going to come out of the other end of this magically. We have to unwind it. I want to thank you very much for allowing me to put it all out there and not uh, without really stopping me. And I really appreciate that because you could have and perhaps even should have. But you gave me the uh, chance to put it all out there and I appreciate it. It's one of those conversations that demands more time because the ideas need to be presented in a fashion that will leave no doubt at the end of the conversation. And I, I truly believe we've, we've in this conversation, if someone were to say they just happen to be a fly on the wall and they heard this, could not ignore what was stated here. So for me, that's ultimately my goal with any conversation I have with someone. And in particular today, I would say it was a success. So Tony Wall of the Noesis Project, I can't thank you enough for stopping by today, opening up the discussion and making sure that no, stern was, no stone was left unturned to drive point this home. Like you said, it's brutal, but it's because it needed to be. And if anyone out there feels like they can argue against it, great. They can reach out to you online and let you know, and you'd be happy because let's keep in mind, you came out of retirement for this, man, because you knew it was necessary. When it is no longer necessary. This is this is pure legacy. Um, <laughs> this is vanity. I probably had it done about 30 years ago. Uh, no, I, I truly do care. I, I very much care. And uh, ask around. You will know that to be true. That's really what I'm doing here. If we don't understand what happened to us, we're going to, we're just going to collapse. It'll overwhelm us. It'll roll over us like a tsunami, as it always has. So thank you very much. 
it's truly been my pleasure, Tony. Thanks for stopping by.